Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Zach Crawley averaging 10 wasn't a true reflection on him as a cricketer or tells the whole story. Zach Crawley shot to fame for his incredible 267 against Pakistan in 2020, but 2021 saw him come back down to earth, averaging 10 from 16 innings. We could all see the technical flaws chasing the wide ball, the feet not moving, and struggling against spin. But he is right. 2021 saw him play Sri Lanka, where spinners have a great time. India, where spinners have a better time, especially if they're playing against England, and a few tests against the World Test Champions, the Black Caps. That's a tough year, playing at tough grounds against tough oppositions. He averaged 52 in 2020, 10 in 2021. Now, county cricket gets labelled with the same name tag. If you can't average enough, you're not good enough, and you definitely won't be able to make the step up to the test match level, unless you're the Vaughan or Tresco scenario. But not all runs are even. Just look what happened between Pakistan and Australia. Immanuel Hack scored 100 in each innings, and he's been a woeful opener for several years in test cricket. Also, the pitch was that flat, Pakistan batted for over 1,000 balls in the fourth innings. Not all grounds are even, and how could they be? A beautiful summer's day at the Kensington Oval... Dothingley Cap, 
or a cold, damp squid at Scarborough in front of 20 people drinking Bovril and eating fish and chips to avoid hypothermia. One person may average 50 and the other person average 30 and we automatically assume the person averaging 50 is a better cricketer. So how do you work out how good a knock or a player's runs are? One method used in baseball is ballpark factors. We don't measure cricket averages with ballpark factors, it's purely on runs scored divided by how many times you've been out. But what if we did use ballpark factors? And today we're going to take a look at it. What would county cricket look like if we used cricket ground factors? Which grounds are going to be batter friendly? Which ones are going to be bowler friendly? And which batsmen get too much credit or not enough credit for the batting performances? But before we go on, if you could please rate, review, subscribe, leave a big thumbs up to the channel. And if you're brand new and you'll enjoy the podcast or cricket, or you're into this sort of video, consider subscribing. My view is ballpark factors are used in baseball and they definitely should be in cricket too. In most sports the field of play is exactly the same and you can take everything for what it's worth. American football the pitch is the same size. Basketball the court is the same size no matter where you play in the world. But in baseball no two parks are the same and in cricket no two grounds are the same either. Park factors is a metric for the effects of the playing field per each plate appearance in baseball. E.g. A park that has a a centre field fence at 400 metres and one as it is 500 metres, where is it easier to hit a home run? Cricket is similar. Some grounds have really small boundaries and play in the T10 league and the others are playing at the SCG. ESPN states the ballpark factor compares the rates of stats for home and away at the same venue. A league average is 100 and anything above favours the batters and anything below favours the pitchers. Very simple. The Yankees play at home with a ballpark factor of 0.974, which, if 1,000 is average, means it's harder to hit and favours pitchers. Whereas the Blue Jays played in Dunedin last year and had a great time hitting the ball. And what we're trying to get to it is scoring 50 at the Oval equal to scoring 50 at the Riverside, Trent Bridge, or one of the outgrounds. Could you even score runs at Liverpool? The answer to all of those is no. Each ground has its own average over the years and we can look through that to find out what the true average of a cricket ground is and a cricket player. Since 2002 to 2021, batters have averaged 30.03 in first class cricket in England. The top six have averaged 34.90. Those averages are all trending down over the last 19 years, but I feel that's ammunition for another video. To create a ground factor in cricket, we have to take a three-year rolling average for the county championship. And we can see the county average for a top six batter in the last three years is 30.67, vastly below the 34.90 for the last 19 years. And two, we need to look at what the ground average is for a top six batter as well for both home and away teams at the ground. Let's take Trent Bridge, for example. A test match ground that's been famed for favouring bowlers Well, the home teams averaged 32.34 and the away teams averaged 33.3 over the last three years for top six batsmen. That gives an overall ground average of 32.83. Take the 32.83, divide it by the county average of 30.67, times it by 100, and you have a cricket ground factor of 107.03. Remember, if a score comes out at 100, it's working at the county championship average for a top six batter over the last three seasons. If the number is above 100, it's about a friendly ground, and if it's below, it's a bowler-friendly ground. So Trent Bridge is effectively 7% easier to bat on than the county average. From 2019 to 2021, over the course of the last three years, 
18 county teams have played at 36 different county grounds, across 297 games. That's something quite unique to cricket, where you find home teams playing at different outgrounds or locations which don't have the same facilities or quality of wickets. Often these outgrounds give vastly different outcomes to what you would see at the standard 18 home grounds for the county teams. Out of the 36 grounds in total, 19 favour batting and 17 favour the bowling. The top five best places to bat have been St Helens, Kensington Oval, Spitey Parting Newport, New Close County Cricket Club in the Isle of Wight and Colwyn Bay Cricket Club ground. St Helens leading the way by a long way, averaging 68 with the bat, Kensington Oval in second place with 40.12. Now St Helens wins it with a 2.21 ballpark factor, that means it's over twice as easy to score runs at St Helens. Likewise, Kensington Oval is 30% easier to bat at than the county average, which is putting numbers against the things that sometimes we think. As for the worst, the county ground in Chelmsford, the home of Essex, features really low with a ballpark factor of 82.37, meaning it's almost 18% harder to bat at. The John Fretwell Complex, Merchant Taylor School ground, Liverpool and Queen's Park Chesterfield all rank hugely low. And what we'll see is four of the top five grounds and four of the bottom five grounds are all county outgrounds. That gives the vast difference to what you're going to get from playing at a different ground that's not a county ground. Take St. Helens, for example. St. Helens has only had one game there, but what it did see was number nine Graham Wag score 100, Billy Godelman hit 227, and Tom Lace hit 143. So you can see how runs are made, how they may not all be equal, but what if we take the outgrounds out of the equation and just look at the 18 main home grounds for these teams. The top six average rises to 31.27, up from 30.67 from 264 games, not 297. Nine grounds average more than 31.27 and nine grounds average less, which gives a lovely measure to the equal nature of batting and bowling. But taking the outgrounds out of it, Ballpark factors drop by an average of 1.97%. But the oval, that tops the list with a ballpark factor looking at just these top 18 grounds of 128.28. That's 28% easier than the county average. Or you could look at St. Lawrence Canterbury, which has a ballpark factor of 100.04, which is absolutely spot on with league average, where top six batsmen would average 31.29. When you go deep down... You see that Lords is a very hard place to bat, averaging 27.27 and a ballpark factor of 87. And the county ground Chelmsford, 25.27, meaning it's 20% harder to bat than league average, but 48% harder to score big runs as opposed to the Kensington Oval. Outgrounds, on the other hand, they account for a lot less batter-friendly conditions. From 33 games, only 16 of the 18 used outgrounds over the last three years have been batter-friendly. The top six average drops from 31.27 for proper home grounds, past the 30.67 three-year rolling average to 29.51, meaning on average it's about 6% easier to score runs on county home grounds than it is outgrounds. And that's what makes St. Helen such a special place to go and play if you get the chance. Just imagine if one of your games has been changed and you're going to play at York Cricket Club or Queen's Park Chesterfield, or Eggbreath Liverpool. The average is ultra-low, the ballpark factor is ultra-low. But possibly one of the greatest innings that has come about over the last three years is one that has taken place at Liverpool. Dieter Clean made 87 at Liverpool on a game between June the 3rd, 2019 and June the 6th. 
Lancashire versus Leicestershire. He batted at number nine, scored 87, but a ground part factor of 69.85 means his runs were actually worth 124 at the county championship average. That, my friends, is a proper knock against the odds, given that Liverpool was a batting average of 21.42. It truly is one of the most remarkable innings going around. Lancashire batted first, scored 449 at Liverpool, which is a great effort, all thanks to Liam Livingston's 114, and 98 not out from Josh Bohannon coming in at number 8. Leicester were 157 when Dieter Clean came to the crease, and Clean striking saw him score 87 from 112 balls, meaning they made it to 288, and bat 98 overs in the third innings following on to score 151 for 5 and save the match. His was probably not a match-winning innings, considering they drawn, but still a remarkable effort. You can also take this and you can apply it to individual players and work out what their performance is worth against county average, given the fact that they've been playing at different grounds. Let's take Ollie Pope. Young, fun, scored runs in South Africa for England, but has been in and out the England team as he struggled for form. He's been criticised as well for his domination at the Oval, where in the last three years he averages 112.25. Over that time, he's played 20 innings. 10 at the Oval, 2 at the Rose Bowl, 1 at the County Ground Taunton, 1 at Grace Road, 2 at Lords, 2 at the County Ground Chelmsford, and 2 at the County Ground Bristol. If you look at all those runs as individual innings and then put the ballpark factors against them, if you look at the Kensington Oval and see that he scored 898 runs, an average of 112.25, but that has got a ballpark average, and that ballpark average is 130.80, which means his 898 runs is actually worth 791, and his average drops to a mere 98.94. Very average, Oliver. But overall in this time period, you see it take a little bit of a greater knock. He scored 1,201 runs, at 66.72, but those runs decreased to 1,097 and then his average down to 60.95, and out of everyone that's batted at least 10 times in county cricket, that is still the highest. But he did bat really well at the Oval, and he did bat well at the Rose Bowl, but the other grounds where he didn't do so well, you see that average start to dwindle down. In fact, Pope ranks the worst in terms of lowered average from ground part factors. But saying that, so did most of his Surrey team, as you would expect. You can't hold it against people where they play, but you do need to show this to give a fair representation of what it's like for the rest of the league. On the opposite end, David Beddingham. He absolutely lit up the 2021 campaign, ranks fifth in increased weighted ground park factor average. It's a mouthful. One day, we'll have a cool acronym that will sound great and people will use it. He's batted 27 times in the last three years. 15 of those have come at the Riverside, which is notoriously poor for batting, where batsmen average 28.51 and has a 91.18 ballpark factor. Ground part factor. Weighted ground part factor for cricket averages. We'll still get there. And his 46.46 average, which is quite beautiful to look at, is far beyond that 28.51 Riverside ground average, and his adjusted average is 7.26, meaning... It's 53.54 with ballpark factors added. And overall, it takes his 1,190 runs at 47.6, which is already an outstanding record, and adds it to 1,295 runs at an average of 51.84. The top five players to see an improvement in the averages are Paul Sterling, Josh Inglis, BJ Watling, Will Young, there's a very Kiwi Australian feel going on here, and David Beddingham. 
But one player that slots in at number six is Alex Lees, who's just made his debut for England. He plays most of his games at the very bowler-friendly Riverside, where he averages 39.79. But when you add his ballpark factors in, his average actually goes up to 43.87, which is quite outstanding. Going back to the you-should-average-over-40 comment in county cricket to be a good test cricketer. Over the course of the last three years, out of everyone that's played a minimum of 10 county championship innings, 10% of top six batsmen have averaged more than 40. That's not that many. That's 18. But when you look at it and you say how many with adjusted average, that actually rises to 20, meaning that it's very easy to miss players who are doing really good things on tough grounds around the country. Should ground part factors become common language in cricket? Ballpark factors, ground part factors... I feel they should have a place in cricket, but possibly in a more deeper format. This just shows where people are playing around the country, what the average is there, and how good they are compared to the average on the grounds they're playing against, rather than going, this man scored 100 on a road, and he's twice the player as someone that scored 50 at Chesterfield. But what this doesn't take into account is the bowler's quality, the swing deviation, scene movement, overcast conditions, size of the ground, time of the game. The leverage of the game, whether it's high leverage situations where there's a lot going on or low, where you're batting on an absolute road on a dead rubber and you've got the wicketkeeper bowling at you. That is for someone with far greater skills than myself. But for me, and this analysis of the county scene, ground park factors will certainly help us identify who will score more runs in different conditions, potentially look at moving forward to creating a projection on how players are going to be doing in different games, different types of wickets, and help call out. All those players that pad their stats at the Kensington Oval and those players that really grind and who should be lifted up more than what they are. So let me know your thoughts about ballpark factors or ground park factors in cricket and whether it's something you would like to see us go deeper on and see if we can build out this model further. Thank you for watching guys. If you enjoyed it, leave a big thumbs up. Subscribe if you're brand new around here. Till next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.